is free, so are we, and we never shut up. Once again, it's time to visit that crusty old broad, your kindly neighbor and mine, Betty Cupcake Crawford, blabbing to you across complicated chasms of time and space. So grab a cup of coffee, stick your feet under the kitchen table, because as Betty likes to say, we're lots cheaper than therapy. Good morning, friends and neighbors, both near and far. We're so happy to see you. I hope it's a little nicer weather-wise out your way. It's overcast here this morning with a bit of an arctic nip in the air, just a slight dusting of snow and those unmistakable signs of Jack Frost on the kitchen windows. But despite the weather chill and glum and damp, I'm feeling positively bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And why? Well, it's over such a little thing, but you know how it is. Sometimes it's the simplest things in life that give the greatest pleasure. So as it happens, some friends of ours over in the next bay have a sweet little no-frills cabin. Offshore, beyond the dock, there is a buoy they use for mooring their dinghy and marking where deeper water begins. But they're off on an extended family visit, and we've had some pretty bitter winter weather a little earlier in the season than usual. Well, naturally... They were worried that if the buoy wasn't retrieved, the lake might start to ice over. There's already some ice in a few places, and the buoy would crack. So, over the past couple of weeks, a subset of our so-called book club, Sisters of Disasterhood, made several futile attempts to detach the buoy and bring it safely to storage for the winter. But every single effort was foiled again and again by gusting winds, blowing snow, a, a stalled outboard motor, or some combination of those things. Trying again may not sound like any fun, but as my partner Jules always says, when you're doing something for chums you love, chums who've shown you great generosity, and when you're with pals in whose company even mundane things magically transform into adventure, then anything can be fun even trying to fish a big, awkward buoy out of a lake on a frigid end of November day. Well, Sisters of Disasterhood lives by the motto, whatever it is, when you're up against it, it's wise to simplify. So yesterday, several of us sallied forth in a simplified, low-tech fleet of kayaks. No motor to worry about, so no motor to stall and a watercraft choice far more stable in waves than the traditional canoe. And I'm here to report that it was thrilling, despite a reassuring weather report. Once we launched, the wind did come up and the water grew choppy, but the only really hard part was getting ourselves zen enough to just sort of rise and fall with the waves and not fight them so we wouldn't get chopped in the chin while detaching the great round buoy from the carabiner that secured it to its chain. And here's the thing. Even if we had tipped over into the drink, we were well prepared with our personal flotation devices, better known as life vests, warm headgear, 
and neoprene gloves. Being true sisters of disasterhood, we also carried rescue ropes, ear-splitting whistles that sound even through water, waterproof two-way radios, and the certain knowledge of how to hoist each other out of the water if any of us went under. But, of course, ironically, since we were prepared, we were able to carry out our assigned tasks without any misadventure whatsoever. Immediately after stowing the buoy in the crawl space under the cabin, we paddled merrily through the swells to our favorite shoreside diner, and there we treated ourselves to a fabulous breakfast and steaming mugs of hot chocolate, and we have been sitting pretty ever since. So I hope if you're out paddling on the Great Lake of Life today, you have an equally marvelous adventure in the company of good friends. And now, as part of our Mind Your Manners series, here's a word to the wise. For Backwater Bay, I'm Constable Aurelia Gold, reminding you to be a courteous driver or rider. Even when you're on that horse, be sure to use the proper hand-turned signals. Your neighbors on the road will thank you for it. Thank you, Aurelia. Well, we have been receiving requests from a number of listeners who want to know more about our golden-throated announcer, Todd Glimmer. For example, Jordan Gleason from Hatchet Run writes, tongue firmly in cheek, I'm sure, who is that strange man, and what on earth is he doing broadcasting for Backwater Bay? Well, you know, Jordan, it seems to me that nothing reveals more about us than those unexpected insights that lead us to discern our true calling in life. So I'm just going to jump right on in. So, Todd. Good morning, Betty. Morning. Now, many, perhaps even most people, have moments of revelation in their lives when suddenly things become crystal clear, even if only for a moment, and some great idea or, or perhaps even their destiny comes to them. For example, I was just talking about this with Jules this morning. The Greek mathematician Archimedes legendarily discovered the theory of water displacement while sitting in a bathtub, or so they claim. He then jumped out of the tub shouting, Eureka! And I'm wondering, on behalf of listeners everywhere, have you ever had a Eureka moment? Well, Betty, I guess I have. When I was a young man, a friend of mine once told me about something called a remittance man. I'm not familiar with the phrase. What is that? Apparently, in some wealthy families, there are certain members who reflect less credit on the family name than others, ne'er-do-wells, if you will, whose continuing presence in the ancestral abode or natal city brings a certain discomfort to more conventional parents and siblings. That sounds like my Uncle Roscoe. These individuals are sometimes given financial support by relatives to permanently relocate at some considerable distance from the established family hub. So what was your revelation regarding these remittance men? Simply, Betty, that I should be one. It came to you just like that? In a single flash of revelation, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I knew what I wanted to be. I had discovered, as it were, my midi Uh-huh. 
So how'd that remittance man thing work out for you? In the event, it was not to be. As it turned out, my family enjoyed my presence, despite the obvious drawbacks of my argumentative and impulsive nature. They gave me a certain amount of monetary help, especially during my college decades. But the regular, substantial checks never materialized. I see. Well, clearly this is a terrible disappointment. A remittance man I was never destined to be. And the rest is history. Preferring the rural lifestyle, I moved to Backwater Bay on my own and continued to make regular trips home to the welcoming bosom of my family. I've had to mostly make my own way in the world, which was probably the best thing for me, although I'll always wonder what might have been. Oh, you're not the only one who will be wondering that, Todd. I'm just going to queue up a promo while I try to gather my wits. Hi. I'm Constable Aurelia Gold, inviting you to join us for an age-old story on our next show. The budget showdown between law enforcement and education. Police, prisons, or pupils. It's high noon on Main Street in Backwater Bay. And now, it's time for another mind-numbing visit from Herb Hatcher. The Curmudgeon in High Dungeon. Good heavens, Herb. You look so angry, I'm afraid to even ask how you are. Nuclear, Betty. Your shirt's torn and your face and hands are all scraped. It's a miracle I'm still alive. What on earth happened? I was run down. Run down? By a car? Worse. What's worse than being hit by a car? Being mowed down by one of those non-motorized hooligans on two wheels. You were hit by a bike? Yes. Oh, look, you're also bleeding. Well, not bleeding exactly, sort of seeping. Don't touch the mic, sweetie, honey. Don't, 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 don't touch the mic. Just hold still a minute while I mop you up and put on a little antiseptic. Ow! Oh, tough it out, Buster. You're a veteran. There I was, walking over here, just minding my own business, when suddenly, blam! You were hit from behind. No, I was crossing at that four-way stop near the station when a bike just shot through the stop sign and slammed into me from the side. Oh, that's terrible. The next thing I knew, I was eating asphalt. Did the bike rider stop? Of course not. He just screamed, get out of the way, you idiot old man, and kept going. Well, several obvious breaches of good manners and common courtesy in a single interaction. Honestly, what is this world coming to? I'm fed up, Betty. This has been building for years now, and you know what I'm talking about. No, I don't, Herb. So often I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. The invasion of the vicious bicycle bullies, that's what. Invasion? That's a pretty strong word. I ride a bike sometimes. So does Constable Gold. Well, she shouldn't. She's just giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Oh, that's ridiculous. I don't Good really grief, think woman, that these cyclists are a plague. They ride on sidewalks. They don't signal or pay attention to traffic lights. They terrorize pedestrians. They're mowing down seniors, right and left, especially on the nature trail. Well, they I clipped I... old Mrs. Cobbs just last week coming around a curve. I know, just This is for... why we need the death penalty. You want to execute careless bicycle riders? Well, nothing else seems to work. Oh, for heaven's sake, get a grip. You don't think there's a problem? 
Well, I do, yes. I've almost been run down by bicycle riders too, Herb. How come nobody ever calls out on your left when they're coming up behind you anymore? A little courtesy goes a long way. And a traffic ticket would go even further. Well, you have a point there. But I have to say, I've almost run down bicyclists too because I wasn't paying attention. Why, just last week when I was driving, I turned right on the light, failing to notice a bike rider coming up right alongside me. And she was in a bike lane. Luckily, I didn't hit her, but I came too close for comfort. That's different. Well, that's not what Mimi Transom thought when you opened your car door into traffic too late for her to brake on her bike, and she just slammed right into you. That was an accident, and anyway, she was fine. Sorry, Mimi, but you should have been looking where you were going. We should all be looking where we're going. I fail to see why you're making this my problem. It's our problem, Herb. By the way, did you ever really apologize to Mimi? Why would I apologize? Well, why wouldn't you? Because that would mean I was in the wrong. Well, yes, it would mean that, Herb. But what about me? What about my injuries? Well, I think that bike rider who just hit you should also fess up, apologize, and learn from his callous and potentially extremely harmful behavior. Ha! I certainly won't hold my breath. Well... I'd better get going. So, what's on your agenda today, pal? Oh, got a lot to do. Might stop by Mimi Transom's. Oh, good. See ya, Betty. Take it easy, Herb. Hope that road rash heals quickly. Well, I see by the old Morse code signal, endlessly broadcasting SOS cries for help into the ether, it's time to wrap it up for today. But first... I want to ask you, wherever possible, to please help out your local food bank. Donate food, money, and volunteer time. I'm not sure about your community, but our local food bank just can't keep up with growing demand. More and more people are being thrown into poverty because of reckless economic policies favoring the rich. And the loss of good-paying jobs, the gutting of pension programs and health benefits by too many businesses and stagnant or plummeting wages for so many are taking a terrible toll. Please visit our blog at backwaterbay.com for more information and action suggestions. And check the Gleanings page for a link to a site where, whether you're offering to help or whether you need assistance, you can find a food bank near you. Like I always say, good government never lets its own people go hungry. Well, thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll come back. This is Betty Cupcake Crawford saying, I hope you have a good day, dear heart. And if you do, I will too. Backwater Bay, where speech is free, so are we, and we never shut up.